We all know that I love making and recording my own podcast. Loudmouth is my heart and soul. But what's even more fun is that it's easy to do. And guess what? (laughs) You can do one too. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Because it's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your own podcast right from your phone or your computer. Anchor will distribute the podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, and anywhere else you can listen to podcasts. You can make money from it with no minimum listenership. It's literally everything you need to make a podcast right there in one place for free. So download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. Hello, friends, and welcome back to Loudmouth Podcast. My name is Madison Hadler, and I'm here with my guest, Michael Havens, from Drury University. Just add that in there for you. And today we're going to talk about LGBTQ plus in Title IX. It's kind of going along with my theme that I've been talking about, about Title IX on college campuses. And we're just going to kind of delve into how an already marginalized community experiences these things at a higher rate, yet it's talked about a lot less and not really expressed as a bigger deal than what it is now. So I have a few quotes just to start it off here. Um, They're not happy, so it's fine. We're going to leave on a happy note, okay? Um, According to the Center for Disease Control and Prevention, lesbian, gay, and bisexual people experience sexual violence at a higher or similar rate than heterosexuals. Um, I mean, I feel like this is something a lot of people know about. They just don't talk about. So they estimate that nearly one in 10 LGBTQ survivors of intimate partner violence have experienced sexual assault from those partners. Studies suggest that around half of transgender people and bisexual women will experience sexual violence at some point in their lifetimes. As a community, LGBTQ people face higher rates of poverty, stigma, marginalization, and puts, that puts them at a greater risk for sexual assault, according to the Human Rights Campaign. And for LGBTQ survivors of their sexual assault, their identities, and this discrimination they face surrounding them often make them hesitant to report, which is something that I'm sure you could probably guess coming from that, because it's hard to report anyway, and then when you're already a part of a community that doesn't get enough support, um, it can be even harder to want to share your story with that. So not great things to lead off on here, but we're going to talk about it, just kind of open up a conversation, and Michael's going to give his wonderful input here. (laughs) That's why I invited you. Thank you. So I'm just going to ask you a couple of questions about it, just try to have a conversation. And again, I feel like I say this in all my episodes, we are not experts here. We are not experts whatsoever. <laughs> just take everything with a little bit of a grain of salt here. But we're going to try our best. So why do you think sexual violence happens more to people within the community? You hear so many people talking about how they're going to beat the gay out of people in the LGBTQ community. And I think that's such a such an important thing because when you have, like, lesbians or gay men, there are, you know, heterosexual people, problematic heterosexual <laughs> people who are like, oh, but they haven't been with me yet. So I think that that's one of the big yeah. problems, at least in my opinion, from what I've noticed in my experiences and my experiences with other people. Yeah, it's that idea that, you know, they haven't been with me, so I'm going to change them. And then it comes off in a 
not consensual way. Very much not consensual. Yeah, and so it causes a problem there. And then, of course, it makes it harder for a person to report um, on the other side of it because it's like, well, you know, I'm already obviously rooted against here. So it's going to be harder for me to experience this. And it's usually people who are the more quote-unquote popular people or people who are well, really well-known in the community and who are nice people in Absolutely. quotes. And so it can be hard for people of that of that community to even say anything about it and to speak up about it, especially on college campuses when the administration is already kind of trying to keep everything under wraps and not talk about it enough. Um, so one of the things that I found was um, – from the National Coalition Against Domestic Violence, and they kind of talked about outing or threatening someone as a form of, obviously, violence and used as a form of use. So kind of what you're talking about is like beating the gay out of someone or trying to get the gay out of someone. And obviously, in this sense, we're not just talking about sexual assault. We're talking about blackmailing and abuse and just anything that can go in a relationship with someone. Um, so that's a big thing is like outing or threatening to reveal someone's identity before they're ready to do it themselves. And so using that as a tool to be like, well, if you don't do this with me, then I'm going to tell everyone that you're gay or you're whatever. And using that as a tool to muster up violence, basically. <laughs> exactly, exactly. You're so right. The threat of outing people is one of in my opinion, it's one of the biggest problems that the LGBTQ community faces, even within our own community. Mm-hmm. Like, we try to be so supportive, but recently the LGBTQ community has been so divided <clears throat> within itself um, that, especially on whether, like, if you're out or not, like, on dating apps like Grindr and Tinder, mm-hmm. there are so many people who aren't out on those apps who still want to have a good time. Um, that the threat of being outed by someone that you don't, you know, necessarily consent to having sex with, mm-hmm. that, that's a massive problem. Yeah, and especially I think bringing up, like, dating apps like that is a big deal, too, because especially when you're on a college campus using those, and you're, like, using it not in secret, but not as in, like, not as being out, but you're using them to try to meet people still because, of course, you should be able to meet people. But when you see people from your college and then they use that, they can screenshot it, whatever, and use it as a threat against you or just use it as a way to ridicule someone. Be like, oh, I didn't know he was gay, whatever. Like, isn't that funny or weird or whatever they want to say about it? And just using that as a means of spreading it around the school and outing someone without their consent, which is another thing against Title IX is discrimination against that kind of. Another big thing is, uh, as I talked about earlier, is transgender people and um just violence in general i mean we've seen this all in the news recently wonderful black trans transgender women that have been shot and killed just for being who they are and i kind of found like some ways because obviously i'm not a transgender woman so i don't know all about that but i looked at her i was looking at some ways that these that they can be threatened and but one of them was using offensive pronouns such as it to refer to them, ridiculing the transgender partner's bodies or appearance, which is something telling the transgender party that he or she is not a real man or a woman, and then ridiculing the transgender partner's identity as bisexual, trans, femme, butch, genderqueer, 
and all those names surrounding it that they don't identify as. And I feel like that does not get talked about. It certainly doesn't. <laughs> Obviously, it's been on the up and out like a little more lately thanks to um, so many presidential candidates speaking up about the 17 or 18 queer people of color that were killed um, this year alone, not to mention all of the previous years. Um, but it's such an under... I don't know what the correct word is, but... Under... I'm not even represented. I'm just under-talked about. Under-talked just... about, under-representative. Like, they're such an important part of our community. Like, the first Pride riot was started by a queer trans woman of color. Like, Marsha P. Johnson. She threw the first brick, and yet, 50-something years later, we're still struggling with ensuring that our... our, our I'm going to call them our family... Mm-hmm is still being attacked in such a heinous way. Yeah, and especially, like, with reading this stuff, it can, because you see, you know, on the news, like, very violent crimes, but even just this, because I'm sure a lot of those crimes may have started with things like this, just referring to someone as it, or just, like, totally undermining their identity as a whole, and that's a part of the problem. Like, that's violence against someone. That's threatening someone. That's putting... It's bullying someone, really. It's bullying. It's being transphobic. Like, that ticks all of the boxes for what exactly what you're not supposed to do. Yeah. And so, and I, it's not talked about as much because it's not those big killings, which obviously those are important to be talked about, too. Even, you know, more important to save someone's life. But these things gotta have to be talked about, it too, because this could be warning signs, red flags of someone in a relationship, and they're doing these things to them. And eventually could turn into something way more violent but this is still I mean messing with someone's head and messing with someone's identity is a big thing to be talked about and especially at college campuses where people may not be as accepting especially if you go to a bigger school may not be Mm -hmm. accepting accepting I know Drury definitely has its problems but we are a smaller community so it does feel a little bit more closer but that's not to say jury, that. Jury is definitely much better about being accepting than some of the larger schools. Yeah. And there are so many students here that are still trying to figure out their own identity. So it's important for them to be, I, I'll say, protected, mm-hmm. like, in a sense, so that they have the freedom to, like, explore who they are. Yeah. And the nice thing about Jury, too, is sometimes whenever, like, things come up that aren't very accepting, if you tell the teacher about it or something about it, they usually try their best to understand and change those ways but especially at bigger schools I mean obviously we still have problems here but bigger schools even more so because those things can just go under wraps so much more because like I mean in a school of however many people how is people may feel how is their story supposed to change but it's so important that people not just who experience this, but people who don't try to speak up about it more because yeah. we shouldn't be relying on those victims to, you know, tell their stories and re-experience their traumas. Exactly. It's so difficult for a victim to, you know, experience that in the first place and then have to go through that again. They don't deserve that. Yeah. It's absolutely nonsense that we as a human race expect victims of abuse and sexual assault to have to go through that again in order for, like, the teeny tiniest little bit of progress we made. Yeah. Like, we need to, as a family, we said earlier, like, stand up and be like, this is not okay. We see this happening to our community, you know. We don't have to rely on them to tell their stories because we know it's happening. Like, 
It's always been happening, and it will continue to happen if we don't start more conversations just like this one about it. Amazing. Um, <laughs> what can I say? Changing the world. Um, another thing that's really big is especially for people, at, I mean, intersectionality is like a huge yeah. you know, buzzword right now, and it's a huge thing to talk about, and it's very important, but especially people at these intersections of being in the LGBTQ community, being a person of color, being whatever else there is, they can, they're already marginalized by one group and then they go in another group and they're marginalized against that. And so this just kind of, I read like, obviously that heightens the risk for violence and sexual assaults against them because people are already beating them down. So it's like, yeah. why not? Beat them down even more, you know? Yeah, like, oh, you got two things or more going against <laughs> you. That, like, that would help the situation. Yeah, and, like, so then things, again, so, like, homophobia can be a part of it, but then also racism can be a part of exactly, it. Exactly. And so it's, like, two things of hatred coming to... So, okay, I wanted to ask more about college campus. So, like, your experience at Drury or just on college in general, do you feel, like... It's talked about enough. I mean, obviously it needs to be talked about more, but like what why do you think it happens more on college campuses than any other areas? Jury generally does a really good job of making sure that people are aware that it's happening. Like that is, I think that's one of Jury's strengths, is being like, Hey, this happened. The problem is their follow up with it. <laughs> um <laughs> we, we both know rather. Yeah. <laughs> um so Personally, for me, the reason that I think sexual assault and other, like, forms of assault happen more frequently on college campuses, um, even small ones like jury, is just that people are exploring who they are, and they're being encouraged to take these risks that maybe they're not ready to take yet. Or um, there are other people who maybe are a little older or the same age who, you know... They know what they want, and they're going to take it. Yeah. And, or, in that similar vein, um, they've always gotten what they wanted. And, and now so, that they're in college, they're not used to being told no. Yeah. So situations like that that I think pop up more often on college campuses than not, which kind of leads to the rise in sexual assault. Yeah. And it's like, also, we're all here. We're all in this community. So it's like... We can't leave. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's, like, extremely difficult to leave, and it's, like, you see these people all the time, so it's, like, you know, what's one thing if you just do it one time or whatever, and so it can be just a lot easier to, it sounds awful, but, like, find people. I mean. Yeah, it absolutely can. Like, yeah. When I go on Tinder and jury, <laughs> there are so many guys in the area that are looking for literally anything. <laughs> Like, I'll spend hours trying to get to the end of my flight. <laughs> Just going, going, going. Come on, come on, come on. Sometimes when you get in those, like, left swiping and then you see someone really cute and you're like, no. oh, no, no, I meant to swipe <laughs> But, yeah, so, like, especially on with sexual assault and anything of that sort, it's so much, I don't want to say easier, but quote-unquote easier to, because you have, I feel like everything I'm saying just sounds wrong, but have access Two people to it sounds wrong because it is wrong yeah it is yes <laughs> you're right <laughs> but um I think and then another reason into that too is like I mean partying more in college very true it's very easy to get 
hella drunk. Yeah, yeah, because there are more chances to do that. And not that that's ever, like, an okay thing to, like, oh, you're drunk, you know, it happened, whatever. But it does cloud things a little bit more. It, it does. It does. Like, when you're drunk, you literally lose your filter. You lose, like, the thing that would normally keep you from being, like, this is probably not a good idea. <laughs> or I'm probably not in a safe situation right exactly. now. Exactly. You lose that filter. Yeah. And there, will, there are people, unfortunately, that are going to take advantage of that. Yes. And it's not okay ever. No, it's never okay. And you should always feel safe wherever you go. But always. it is, I mean, it does happen, and especially more in college campuses. And like you said earlier, especially when people are trying to find their identities even more. And if somebody knows something and they're drunk and their filter just lets it out it can cause a whole lot of mess for different yeah. people so when you're already trying to figure yourself out and then you maybe get intoxicated and it's just so many things happening so many things around you and there's parties and there's lots of people it can be very hard to keep everything in check and it can be very hard for other people to keep in check what they should be doing yeah. and yeah. what lines they should know that they're going to cross. Because mm-hmm. at the end of the day, it is always the other person's fault. Oh yeah, we're not we're not here to victim blame. No, no, not, no, not on this podcast. Not on this podcast. Um. So why why doesn't this why isn't it talked about more? <laughs> not that you know all the answers, <laughs> but just like conversation. I have ideas. I have ideas. <laughs> my my working theory right now is that it it. At least with people in the LGBTQ community, they don't want to come forward because they're afraid of being targeted. Um, unfortunately, a lot of times, the people that take advantage of others, like you said earlier, are very popular, and they have lots of friends who are going to be like, I'm giving them a side-eye right now. <laughs> yeah, you got you to gotta <laughs> yeah, announce gotta, what you're doing. This is a side-eye. <laughs> I don't believe that person who said that my friend raped them. Yeah. Like, you have those kind of situations that occur all the time. So, and over the years, it's become, like, kind of a well-known fact on college campuses that if you get raped, then, there, shit, you're out of luck. Yeah, Sorry. like, not much is going to happen. You know, you can yeah. tell the administration or whatever, but really, there's not much there. There's not much follow-up, like you were saying earlier. And I think um, a big thing about it, too, is, kind of with like well he's such a nice guy whatever but also it could be well he's not gay he wouldn't do that exactly he doesn't they don't like subscribe to that (laughs) sexuality whatever and so even more so that comes of a place of like not believing them or if the individual is not ready to come out themselves that can be really hard because you don't want to come out you don't want to out yourself in this way too exactly like (laughs) Accusing someone of rape is a significant and never in of itself. And then coming out on top of that is absolutely massive and so emotionally draining that, you know, to be honest, most people don't have the emotional capacity to do that. Yeah. And also, why would you want to come out to a couple of police? Like, exactly. <laughs> why? So it's totally understandable why it doesn't get reported as much and so then it makes it harder for people to talk about because they're like well that doesn't happen here but it's like it happens all the time it does even if it's not as um significant as sexual assault it can be like what we were talking about earlier just like outing someone or like blackmailing someone that they're gonna out out you if something doesn't happen or if you don't do something for them like that can be that is a form of 
violence a, against a, someone. Yeah, harassment. Yes. And that's just being a big fat bully, truly. So it can be hard because also people don't validate those things as being a form of violence against someone. Like, well, he just said it. He's just not using your pronouns. It's fine. But it's like, that's my identity. That's like The identity that's such a powerful part of who you are. And to hear someone invalidate that is... Oof. Yeah, especially in this day and age, like even if you don't understand it, even if you maybe don't believe it or whatever, still being respectful enough to, I mean, just use their name if you're really unsure of what's yeah. going on. Just the name is always a safe bet. Yeah, even harder because it's not an understanding thing, and especially when you're talking to administrations that are older and that aren't maybe as. <laughs> current with the times. Yeah, look at what current. So it's like, can be even harder because how are you supposed to sit there and like talk about an awful experience that happened to you and then also have to explain like why that was... So traumatizing for yeah. you. Yeah. If they don't understand, then you have to do the emotional labor of repeating your trauma and then also the emotional labor of explaining everything. <laughs> Which is so draining. Yes. And... The reason that Google exists. <laughs> yeah. Please, <laughs> Please just use it. And especially as, as administrators, yeah. like, keep up to date on that kind of stuff. Like, know what you're talking about. Even if, and it shouldn't be on them to explain it to you. It shouldn't be a 20-year-old's job to be like, well, this is why it was wrong. If it made you feel bad or made you feel weird, then it's wrong. Then yeah. it's something that Absolutely. just is wrong. And you should understand that. Again, why people don't report because, you know. People don't understand, and they have to do twice the emotional labor. Yeah. So I found a study here talking about college specifically. So one study found that 73% of LGBTQ college experience college students experience sexual harassment or abuse, and more than 6% of LGBTQ college students change their school or major as a result of that. That sounds about right. Yeah. I hate to say that, but that sounds about right. I knew it was going to be high, but that's like crazy that's massively high especially because we don't talk about it like that's the reason why it's so crazy to me because you know we talk about heteronormative sexual assault which is of course a big problem too yeah, not denying that problem. but along with that we need to talk more about lgbtq community mm-hmm. assault and all that and that's a big thing with a lot of the talks that um we have here at drury it's very heteronormative very and it's like... It blows my mind how little people actually cover it. Yeah. Like, we're getting a little TMI here, but, like, my <laughs> first form of, like, sex ed for LGBTQ people as a gay man was, like, <laughs> Wikipedia. <laughs> learning what a penis was. <laughs> like, oh, <laughs> that's what that means. That's how sex works. Okay. Wikipedia. <laughs> Wikipedia is handy. <laughs> I wouldn't recommend using it because there are better websites. That don't <laughs> not as a source, but... <laughs> yeah, not as a source. And there are plenty of organizations around, like, in your town that will help you. Yes, but, I mean, yeah, it's just, like, not talked about. Not never talked about. Ever. And even, so I went to a talk at the beginning of the year. <laughs> at the beginning of the year for the freshmen, and then Greek life had to go with it, too, yeah. which... Whatever, that's a whole nother story. Um, but 
it was like one it was straight white male oh so yep. we love that and also he like briefly mentioned at the beginning he was like he's like you know sexual assault comes in all these different forms blah 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 and you know most of it is men on women but there's also a lot of men on men and i was like oh okay i was like yeah 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 better and then that's all he said about it oh uh, well and i, I was like uh, i was like go further i was like you were so close you were getting there i was like he's gonna talk about it oh we almost had him we almost had him and, and then, then yeah and it's like People are like, well, I don't want to preach about it if I'm not a part of that community. I'm like, well, then get someone a part of that community. Exactly. There are <laughs> so many people from organizations like Glow or Promo who are more than happy to be like, hey, we'll talk about LGBTQ sexual assault for you. You don't have to do a thing. Yeah. They and program for it. Exactly. And that even, like, of course, that covers just sexual assault, like, male on female sexual assault but then it goes into depth even more so yeah. it's covering all your bases there like i just don't get why it's not they're literally nonprofit organizations everywhere that want to do that that want to help schools you want to help you, you better yeah and just like having a conversation about it because that's another thing with like a lot of the talks that we have here on campus is i feel like it's just not a conversation it's just someone there preaching at you yeah and i think that might be the biggest problem with it Conversations are how information gets spread. Conversation is how people do better in gen- like general, but specifically in like building new policies to ensure that LGBTQ students are like protected. Yeah, and it gives leeway for people to ask questions. Yeah, and learn more questions. <laughs> because when you're in those big settings, like with all the freshmen and with all the Greek life people, like you, no one wants to ask a question. You're not gonna ask a question in that. So I, that's a big reason why I think that number is so high. I think just literally sitting there and talking about these issues yeah. would decrease it so much because a lot of the time, and this is not an excuse, but a lot of time people just don't realize exactly. what they're doing. Exactly. There are people who freeze up, like me. I freeze up all the time, <laughs> and especially in, like, you know, a partial situation. Yeah. Um, and I, I can't move. So, like, <laughs> people... They don't, they don't realize that you literally can't consent when you're frozen like that. Yeah. That kind of, like, they may think it's okay, but, but it's not. not. Like, unless you're getting a very solid, yeah, continue. <laughs> like, thank you. <laughs> thank you. I'm doing great. Thank you're you. You're doing great. Keep going. <laughs> like, but, yeah. It can be, and it can be hard to read those situations, of course, because, you know, you're in your own moment, whatever. But just talking, just talking, just talking. Talking, talking is so good. Yes. It's so good. <laughs> it may seem awkward, but I promise you, it will only make your sexual experience better. Yeah, and especially, like, you know, after things happen or before things happen, or just talking with your peers about it, too. Like, your yeah. friends that maybe just don't understand the whole situ, the whole anything, like pronouns, whatever, just talking about them and being like, this is what this means. Maybe you don't want to b- believe that, whatever, but you can at least respect it. Exactly. exactly. And then hopefully that'll change the their opinions. The more you get to know people in the LGBTQ community. And sitting there, and because, like, it's okay to ask stupid questions. You yeah. can't expect people to all the time educate you on things. Like, like you said earlier, that's why Google's there. So <laughs> yeah. if you really do have a question, you know, 
<laughs> is here for you. Yes, because you shouldn't use people in the community as your yeah, personal research. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> but and if if you do have like a specific question, like it's better to ask it than to do something problematic. Yeah. And yeah. cause a problem with it. So just I feel like and that's another thing why I think it happens more on college campuses is that you know, people are so in their own egos and in their own heads that like they don't want to sit there and ask those questions, you know, and you're stressed out and whatever. You don't want to find out yeah. different things. But like it's so important to be talked about. Have a little bit of humility. And Except that you don't know everything. <laughs> yeah. You don't need to know everything. Why should you? No. You should always be educated. And then especially with the administration, I feel like they're afraid to go to the students and be like, <laughs> and be like, okay, what? You know what are we doing what, what wrong? Is, what are, what's going on here? We had that that I the safety and security form last semester. I oh yeah, you went. Yes, that. I did. I did. Okay, and that was a really positive first step. But so much of the administration that was present, they continually got really defensive instead of being like, okay, well, what can we do better that works for you guys? Yeah, and one of my teachers actually just the other day was talking about how you can't be like an egocentric person going into the academic field. Like, no. if you're afraid of criticism, do not go into the academic this field. The wrong field for you. Yes, because you're going to be, you know, criticized by your students. You're going to be criticized by your peers. And you're going to be, you know, just criticized in anything you really do. And you have to take that and you have to use that to be better. And then you're right. Like, that panel was a good first step. We had a little panel on with Dre Security, with our dean, with all that. And we we're able to obviously they were moderated and moderated and all that but we were able to ask questions about safety on campus and all that kind of stuff but again like michael said they got very defensive very quick and it was like okay this doesn't make me want to sit down and have a conversation with you absolutely like we all want to make jury better we love this school we love like obviously that's why we're still going here yeah and a big thing too is like you have to be okay with you know, change. I feel like with administration, they're like, well, we have to have, we have to all stand our ground. You know, we have to all be on the same side and stand our ground. And while unity is good in that aspect, it's okay to take a step back and be like, okay, maybe, maybe we did something wrong. Here's how to fix it. Yeah. Sit there and listen. Exactly. You have to be willing to sit and listen and just learn. Yeah. Because sometimes, yeah, you may say some things that aren't correct, but if you're called into the conversation, you're like, hey, you know, that made me uncomfortable, and here's maybe what next time you should do about it, or just doing that own research on your own, because sometimes it's hard to say those things to your friends when Very they're so. being like, whatever to you, being bu- big bullies, really, truly, but... It is a very important part of college campuses to just talk about it, to just have those conversations. And it shouldn't fall on the students. It should be the administration getting people to come in. and Exactly. Don't put this on the students. We're so stressed. <laughs> we're already stressed out. We can't do it. We're trying to get good grades. Just That is another thing with that panel. Like, it was so good. But, again, that was ran by students. Like, that was led yeah. by SGA. Like, that was SGA. That was SGA panel, and I thought they did a brilliant job with it. Yeah, and it just sucks that it's those things that make that make those changes. Like, I wish the administration would be like, you know what, we're going to have a panel, and we want to know what you think about yeah. it. 
we're good at standing up. Yeah. It doesn't mean that we like standing up. So maybe cut us some slack every now and then. Just do your research. So there's another title act here that I have on here. Um, It's title. So Title Six is another federal law that kind of works with Title Nine. Um, but it was enforced by the Office for Civil Rights, and it prohibits prohibits <laughs> prohibits <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> prohibits discrimination based on race, color, and/or national origin in education. All students of color, including LGBTQ students of color, are protected from discriminatory acts that may significantly significantly inhibit them from receiving equal access to education. So it doesn't cover discrimination based on sexual orientation but many of the students who are discriminated against sexual and sexual orientation as we talked about earlier are in these other marginalized groups so this can be used to protect them on that basis but there's still obviously work that needs to be done of people of different sexual orientation which title nine does like do some work in doing against but also you know it is an older act and they're trying to we're trying to update it. Yeah. We're trying, and trying to be give more resources. So like the Office for Civil Rights tries to give as many resources as possible. But this can be a good act to know if you are in that other marginalized group as well. Yeah. Just to know that this also protects you even further from those situations. So if you feel scared to report, know that you like You've got two things backing you up here. Yeah. And know your legal rights, you know. Read about it and know those things, although not as many people are privileged enough to be able to read about those things. But being educated on that when you go into the administration can just make you feel even more backed up and like you have ammo with you. (laughs) You've got the power at your disposal. Another cool little fact that I found on here um, was from a... Reuters? Yeah, right? I think so. Um, But it talks about how students who already perceive their campus as an inclusive environment were significantly less likely to be the victims of sexual assault. So I thought that was really cool because, I mean, that kind of goes into our point of just talking about these situations. Because if you talk about them more and you make it seem like your campus is more inclusive, even if it may not be, it can already just make those students feel a lot safer. I call it positive peer pressure. Yeah, perfect. Yes, exactly. But I thought that was really interesting because going in with that perceived notion. Yeah. So like maybe on that freshman orientation weekend, kind of talking about like, you know, we do have a safe space here. And if you ever don't feel safe, here's where to go and here's where to, which is what their Title IX speakers are trying to do, but they don't get the point across in the way they should. We have resources for you, and they're readily available. Y'all just need to learn about them. We just need, you know, right when they come in. We just need to tell you. And I think that's another thing I was talking about earlier today, too, is that the speakers always come from not Drury, or not from the college campus. Yes. Which can be fine, but it's so important on that first orientation weekend to be like, if something does happen to you, Here's where to go. And those speakers don't know that, which is not their fault. They no. shouldn't have to know that. Yeah. But maybe after having those speakers, having the administration come up and be like, okay, so now that we learned all that, here's where to go if something does happen to you. And then, you know, here's who, here's who to talk to about it. And here's different groups on campus that are willing to help you and be able to talk to you. So, like, providing allies is, like, a resource if you yeah. are confused or need help with whatever 
like coming in and being able to use allies as your we are ally. such a non-compliant group <laughs> even more so like you know panthers for prevention whatever it may be but trying to give those resources mm-hmm. and even further being like we have the glow center here in springfield literally like a couple blocks over on commercial street so if you need help outside of jury if you need like that unbiased opinion about jury like go there if something does happen, you know that, hey, I can go here and I will be safe, and these people will help me do what I need to do. Yeah, and, like, you won't be judged for it, you know, whatever. And maybe if you are feeling uncomfortable about going to the administration first, going to a group like Allies and yeah. finding, you know, obviously you don't have to share your whole story with the group, but finding a friend in there that can be like, I will support you if you want to go in further steps or... Yeah whatever support group and we're gonna end on a little bit of a positive note here and we're gonna kind of talk about how to support those who have been assaulted especially in the lgbtq community and just like how to be there as an ally in general even if you don't know anyone that it's happened to but just being there to support Mm -hmm. do you have any oh i have so (laughs) many so many different i'm ready okay well, I see you have here on your cute little note sheet. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, I, I have it too. I have it too. <laughs> um, well, listening. Like, I, we've talked a lot about listening and having conversations, but listening is so critically important because sometimes all it takes to get a person off the cliff is just to have someone there listening to them mm-hmm. and validating what they're feeling and how they're feeling and being like, yeah, it really sucks. <laughs> yeah. Period. I'm sorry that, that that happened to you. You don't have to offer any profound advice. No. Because most of the time they just want to be there. They just want to have someone there to rant to you about it. Yeah. Or, you know. Cry with. Yes, exactly. Before they go in and do whatever, like report or whatever. But, yeah. I mean, you're listening to us right now. So, it's a great first step. This is a great first step. And for allies who want to, like, help out other people, especially people in the LGBTQ community, like, Get involved. Like, get involved with organizations like Jury Allies. Um, shameless stuff. So, yeah. <laughs> we meet every Wednesday at 5 to 6. Woo! <laughs> but you can also get involved with organizations like Promo, who specifically work with prejudice reduction in the state of Missouri. Like, we're actively working with people to, you know, maybe you shouldn't hate this person just <laughs> because they are who they are. Yeah, just respect them. Stand up for people. Like, if you hear even, like, the slightest rumor of something harmful coming up to one of your friends in the LGBTQ plus community. (laughs) (laughs) It's okay. Stumble over the words. Yeah, words. I don't know what they are. Um, If you even hear a slight rumor against one of your friends in the LGBTQ community, like, stand up for them. Especially, especially if... That person isn't around. I can't tell you how much it means to them if they somehow hear about you standing up for them in that sort of situation. And, you know, that, how, that's kind of how you change yeah. people's opinion at the base level. You get them realizing, oh, that's not very cool. Yeah, like, oh, shit. <laughs> that's people not what I meant to say or whatever. People don't like me when I say that kind of stuff. Fuck, you know? <laughs> I like being liked. Exactly. And it doesn't even have to be like a big like to do about it. You could literally just, if you don't feel comfortable doing in a group, like pulling them aside and being like, hey, like 
I heard you say that. Maybe let's not say that. Yeah. And then, like, explaining why or whatever, answering their questions. But, I mean, especially if you're an ally, because it shouldn't be on the people of the LGBTQ community to educate others. It should also be members of every community educating each other on it. It's a very intersectional. Oh, wow. Buzzword we love. I know. (laughs) Take a shot every time you hear intersectional. (laughs) (laughs) But, yeah, and, like, because I feel like a lot of people would be like, well, I don't want to be disliked because I call someone out on it. But it's like, it doesn't have to be calling them out. No. It's going to make you feel good about yourself, truly. Damn good. There's like, so- there is nothing more like wholesome and positive than seeing somebody in the LGBTQ community be affirmed. Yeah. That is such a wholesome, positive energy. And I kind of, um, he said something earlier and it reminded me, but like, you don't have to change the whole entire world. If you just change one person's viewpoint or something, or you change the way they talk about it, that is a step in the right direction. Yeah. I feel like with this kind of stuff, people are like, well, I don't know how to help because I don't know how to change, like, the administration's viewpoint around it. I don't know how to, you know, change rape culture as a whole. But it's like you don't need to be focused on changing the whole thing and whatnot. So I think listening and talking is so... I feel like that's just the end yeah, of the podcast. Yeah, and talking. Boom, there we go. We solved the whole problem. <laughs> but it is such a, like, a start to it. And, like, when you are listening, just making sure that you affirm them and their feelings. Yeah. And especially, really, don't try to relate it to situations. Yeah, you, because you can't relate. Like, everybody's situation is different, especially for people in the LGBTQ community. I recall uh, a bit of an anecdote, but there was an episode of Glee a few years ago. <laughs> wow, I know, I know, I'm such a nerd. Um, but there was an episode of Glee a few years ago. I think it was like season four or something. But one of the kids was relating a story of depression and suicide. And Mr. Schuster, <laughs> a choir teacher, aka one of the worst. Okay, I'm getting distracted. Um, <laughs> He's going to go but, up and rant. Yeah. <laughs> Don't want to do that. But he related this student's struggle with literal suicide with him failing a math test. That sounds so so cringy. It is cringy. And your situation may not be as cringy, but recognize that everybody's situation is unique and you can't relate to them. Yeah. Sucks to say, but... You, you just can't. If you do have an experience, recall on what you did to make yourself feel better. Yeah, yeah. But don't be like, oh, yeah, this happened to me. Don't change the whole subject to be about no your story because I think we got it. I mean, not really, but, like. We, we covered everything that we wanted to cover. Yeah, and I think that, I mean, again, like we've been saying, that listening and talking is, like, the most important things that you can do surrounding it, mm-hmm. especially if you – are an ally and you aren't a part of the LGBTQ community. Yeah. Okay, is there anything you want to promote? You know, your Instagram, oh. Drury Allies, whatever you want. I mean, I'm already shamelessly self-promoted Drury Allies once, but I'm going to do it again. So, Drury Allies is, I mean, Drury LGBTQ um, support organization. We meet every Wednesday evening from 5 to 6 in the Diversity Lounge in the SSC. So, please come see us. We would love to see you. And we talk about all sorts of fun gay shit. TM, TM, TM. TM, TM, TM. There you go. Um, and the other thing, for anybody who, you know, is suffering from 
the Astro Sexualist Out or anything like that, I, I absolutely have to plug the Victim Center here in Springfield. Yes. I think the Victim Center does amazing work. They offer free counseling, free therapy. Um, they even offer, like, um, lawyers. Oh, wow. Yeah, like, they, they, they will build a case with you. They will get you the resources that you need if you want to take it to court. Or they will just be there for you if you just want somebody to, to listen. listen to. <laughs> the National Victim Center is so, so, so good for victims of sexual assault, victims of domestic violence. Everything. Everything yeah. under the sun. I think it's one of the most important things here in Springfield. Amazing. Oh Amazing. my gosh. Amazing. I will put all of my clothes. I'm gonna put your Instagram in the you. show notes. <laughs> so make sure you look it look it up. Um follow me at Loudmouth Pod. Um my live show is on October twenty fourth at seven PM in Lay Hall Auditorium. So make sure you come check it out. I'll be there. I'm so excited. It's gonna be so fun. It will. But thank you so much, Michael, for being here. It was a pleasure to have you. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. Maybe one day we'll have an episode about Glee, and that I'll just have to invite you on it yeah. to talk Please. about it. I have so many feelings. Thank you guys for listening, and I will talk to you guys next week. Bye.